Hello and welcome back to the Tizzy Wire podcast, episode six. Thanks for coming back today. I really appreciate you guys tuning back in and listening to my regular spiel this week. Ah, <sighs> oh, you know, I had a dream, a dream where I would be doing interviews with artists and it would be this influx of people who are interested and I would get the software and I would test it and it would be really good and the interviews would go seamlessly and then I would pull that recording together and send it out to you guys and somehow in my mind I would do that weekly interviews with artists every week well after my first interview which was fantastic I realized how much work that was going to be and then I still you know continued to reach out to other artists and heard back a lot of interest was coming in just a matter of scheduling and this week was going to be the next one I found a friend of mine he is doing some really cool stuff really cool bare hands craftsmanship stuff and I really wanted to share that with you guys this week and I'm realizing that my it's not even me because this was just technology failing me and it it just shows you so I had the interview and we talked for an hour and a half and it was fantastic because we haven't caught up in a really long time and we we covered so much it was just brilliant content and all of that is gone <laughs> and that is a very humbling thing and I realized that is probably going to need to be the central component of this week's podcast since I cannot share any of that audio with you guys it is unsalvageable it is echoey it is spliced over sandwiched on top of itself I don't even know how it happened but I worked it for about 45 minutes and I realized that this I, I think I just needed to let that one go and start over and start fresh and and move forward has that ever happened to you with anything I bet it has it is a I'm realizing it is just part of the roadblocks of growth as I move forward I mean it'd be so easy to get discouraged when the audio equipment doesn't work even if you do everything in your power to correct it and I did I did I did everything in my power to make sure that this audio equipment would work I tested it for two days one of which I tested for like 20 minutes I mean it's really hard to test audio equipment for a full hour especially if you don't know if the interview is going to go that long but I tested it and I tested it and I tested it and I was really proud of it and I didn't and I knew exactly how it was going to work and I had it all set up and it was perfect and I watched the levels coming through and I knew it was recording well and it saved and I made sure that it saved and I threw it into Reaper my Reaper audio program and I hung up the phone or hung up Skype and I listened in and I knew immediately I was in trouble I knew immediately I was in trouble. So I want to share some of 
it was so relevant. So I want to share some of what we talked about, just high level, because I'm hoping that in the future we can try again, maybe with a different tone and maybe with a different, maybe a little bit of a learning experience in there. But I'd like to talk about the learning experiences of that so that I can move on and, and share with you my growth. And also, I think it's relevant to a lot of other times in my life and I know in a lot of other people's lives where you start something and it matters so much to you and you've, you are just building it and it's your reputation or it is your, your pride and joy, whatever it is that you're, you're making and you lose it. It breaks. It, maybe there's a natural disaster or maybe something happens and the, the, blood, sweat, and tears that you put into something is taken from you in some way. And how do you get off the bed, get over yourself, dust, dust yourself off and try again? I mean, this is just real time. This is just real time for me. <laughs> I'm still processing the acknowledgement of my grief of losing that podcast. So one of the things that we did talk about was motivation and how that evolved for us as we were getting older because we're both in our 30s and we met um he and i we had met in grad school actually at a different kind of stage of our life it was about 10 years ago and we were at a new stage in our life now suddenly having a lot of extra time in our hands and that opened up windows for us to work on our craft and that was what we were sharing with each other and it's funny I haven't talked to the guy in in, in so long and I talk to other people in the situation and it's it's very similar it's very similar stories it's very similar you have these openings and you need something to do with your time and you can you can sit around and watch Netflix or you can build something. So that's what he was doing. He's building something and he's he's fine tuning it. But he's looking at it from a different light. And I think that that's something I can relate to as well and I think that I, I'm curious if that is something for everybody or if it's just something for some people who are wired a certain way. But I'd like to share it. For a long time, I was motivated by goals. I was motivated by an end goal of achieving something very specific, whether it was school, whether it was traveling somewhere or, or getting a certain level job or certain level salary, whatever it was, I, I had a specific end goal, uh, something I was driving at, fueling, fueling the gasoline of my ambition to get to a, a certain level. And then I didn't really get a lot of thought about what would happen after that. I would get to that certain level and I would figure by the time I got at that level, I would know what to do next. Except so often I wouldn't and I would freak out. <laughs> I'd be like, well, I'm here. Now what? What do we do? What do I do with all of this momentum I've built up? I don't know where to take it next. And 
that's kind of shifted and it has shifted for my friend as well. And he, he put it in such a great way, which maybe someday we can, we can recapture that a little bit better. But he reframed it as sort of following his curiosity and following his interests and his general incline as to where his natural tendency was taking him. And that's a little different than driving towards a goal where your, your fulfillment comes from the end game. It's more that you're enjoying the entirety of the experience moving forward. And kind of like a road trip or the idea of a road trip where you're seeing the scenery as you go and you, and you get to take in the sights and you're the smells, the ups and the downs and the stories and the journey that you take along the way as he's been developing this art that he's working on. And it starts with experiencing the little things like maybe your, your first piece that you create is garbage. It's complete garbage. But the next time you work on refining it a little bit better and it, and it looks a little nicer and you get a certain level of fulfillment just from that little extra bit better that you get. And each time it becomes more and more mechanized and, and, and refined. And if you can take, continue to take the time to really enjoy the experience it becomes a different level, a less high pressured, a less um, stressful kind of level of success. And maybe that doesn't work for everybody. But I think when it comes to art, I feel like it's the best way to keep you moving forward with creating art. Because bringing it back again, art doesn't always need to have a value to somebody else to have value to you. The more creative people I meet in my life, the more it's innately obvious to me that it's just about creating. And that's just part of human nature of, of people who are creative, that you just need to be making something to have a certain level of life to you. And that includes the screw ups. <laughs> so Losing that interview for me was just, I mean, it's one of many screw ups. It's just, I've had so much good traction so far and I'm further in than I was at the very beginning. And I think that that's what makes losing it that much harder that, and it was just a great conversation with my friend and I, I didn't want to disappoint him by losing that footage, even though I did everything that I could to prevent it. The other thing about it is that, I mean, there's always something more you can think about to make something better, to prevent a problem from happening. Like there's hindsight is always 2020. And I can think of a million ways now, even at the time I, I wasn't thinking of those ways, how I could have prevented that issue. But I had to go through that issue to know, <laughs> to know and think about all of those ways I could have prevented it. I just had to go through it to know all of the different kinds of other scenarios that could possibly go wrong and all of the other ways I could have prevented those scenarios. Problem solving. And I think when you have a really big screw up, <laughs> it, 
that is probably when our minds, instead of getting defeated, instead of quitting, that is when our minds should engage and double down and think, how could I have solved this? And next time, what more do I know to better prepare myself to make it more successful the next time? And I think it just goes down, you know, I can't work with free software. I just can't. I just can't. It was a bad idea. I shouldn't use free software. I shouldn't trust any of it. <laughs> and I need to be even more relentless in my testing. Maybe I should test that new software for an hour before I even think about doing my next one. Maybe. Maybe that's the solution. I don't know. I'm going to think of as much as I can to make it as foolproof as I can. Even though I know it's not going to be foolproof and there's going to be something, there is going to be something that will catch me. But we have to work with the information that we have in our minds as we grow and we can't expect to be perfect as we start. And we are going to completely fuck it up in one way or another and that's going to happen and we have to emotionally prepare ourselves for those fuck-ups we really do and not dwell in the you know in, in any kind of shame because that's not really productive in screwing up in our art and in, in in life it's all connected it's all part of the same emotional package that we have I mean, I really would like to do more interviews, but I think I need to work on understanding these programs a little bit more. I want to start scheduling them and I need to create a, a fire under me to get better at all of this and then bring you guys more of those discussions that you need. So I mean, for this particular podcast I mean I could give you any number of examples when I blew up my site in the very beginning and I just destroyed it touching lines of code anything that there's so many examples of screwing up this process as I've come along but the one thing that's different is that I am motivated by these screw-ups in ways that I haven't been motivated by other screw-ups in my life I mean, I told you guys about on the last podcast when I had a, uh, I created that, that beautiful piece, that jewelry piece from that art class that I took and I got it plated in gunmetal and sent away and I never got to see it done. I never got to see it done. All of that work. I never got to see the finished product because when they shipped it back to me after it had been plated and in my mind, it must've been beautiful. It was stolen. And I never got to see it. And I never built it again. And part of that was because I didn't have the resources. But part of it was I was just so... I quit. And I didn't want to, to do it again. But this time I'm activating my mind. And this time I'm not losing momentum. Just because of a setback. And I don't think you should either. If you guys are going through anything where you feel like you have 
plateaued or maybe you've had a big loss or things just aren't where you expected them to be. I think it's all part of the same, again, emotional package. You just feel like you're beating your head against a wall and you, you're worried you're not getting it any better, but maybe you are. And maybe you just can't see it yet. And maybe the process takes a little longer than you think. But it doesn't mean that you're n- you haven't come that much further than you were where you were before when you weren't started. Starting is the key. Starting and building and creating is the key here. I am so much better at posca- podcasting <laughs> than I was on my first one. And I'm better at this audio software than I was when I first got it. I can't tell you how long I had to spend just just digging into it before I could even start the podcast, figuring my way around this 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 platform. Like I I still don't know it, but I know it a little better than I did before, and I know WordPress a little bit better than I did before, and I know how to build computers a little bit better than I did before. And each skill builds upon itself. And that was another thing that we talked about (laughs) in my last interview was about how each teeny tiny mundane skill that seems to have no value or very little value to you in and of itself, they all combine together to be something greater. He had talked about his overall experiences in building things and understanding home improvement and woodworking and appreciation for old and antique objects and history and just general kind of nerdiness and and enthusiasm for things that are a little bit nerdy and how all of those different pieces of him throughout his life where he might learn a little new skill came together to create this one new thing that he wanted to build. That's a lot of growth and that's a lot of different teeny tiny experiences of learning little different things that combine together into something. I knew when I saw what he was making that there was a story behind it. I mean, nobody just makes stuff out of thin air without a journey that came to it. There's something when you see somebody making something, you say, ah, I wonder what, what that thought process was that made that thing. How many screw-ups? How many times were you, were you stabbed yourself with, with whatever tool you were working with or had to go to the emer- and had to go to the emergency room or had to, maybe there was a fire in your house and you lost everything or a computer crash or whatever it was. Like how many late nights How many long, hot days, how much did it take of you to make that thing? And why did you keep doing it? What made it all worth it? There was something. There was something there. And that's what makes it interesting. And that's what makes it different. That's what makes art different. I don't know about building businesses. I mean, I've certainly worked at startups And I think that there's something similar in that. The difference between just building a business and building art is that without that art can be valuable whether or not you're making money at it. 
and you still drive towards it because of the innate need that you feel inside to drive towards it. And nobody can hand that to you. Nobody can give you a job and hand that to you. That is something that you have within yourself and you either go after it or you don't. (laughs) And you have to expect to have great losses along the way in order to get there. Because it's the only way to get there. And getting there can mean a lot of different things. It could be a goal or it could just be that you just want to get a teeny tiny little bit better every day. You want to know that you can, you can sketch something a little bit better, that you can craft something a little bit better, that you can paint a little bit better, that your, your skill, whatever that is, is just a little bit better than it was before. And that tiny little payoff, that tiny, tiny little payoff is enough to fuel you for the next day. That's how anything works. It's how working out works. It's how anything is. If that can be enough, if you can find that itch inside of you that is just curious enough, that leads you with that curiosity, if you can find that, then I think that that can be sometimes enough to get you through even the greatest losses. And I don't think this is my greatest loss. I think my greatest loss is still ahead of me. (laughs) So... These little ones are just practice runs. But that doesn't mean that I'm not sad about it. (laughs) I'm very sad about it. Ah, But I'm going to treat this as my therapy of mourning that loss. And I'm going to think of even better ways to approach it next time. But for now, that's the end of this episode of Tizzy Wire. I will keep you guys posted as to the next interview, an artist feature that I do, and I will do it better. I'm staring into the camera right now. I am going to do it better. (laughs) I guarantee it. There's no way it can't be better. Anyway, I appreciate you guys listening in to my rantings of the day. I look forward to talking to you soon. I have so many ideas for you guys. This isn't done yet. This ain't over yet. Don't let it be over for you if you're in this mood. I'm your accountability buddy. (laughs) Anyway, I will talk to you again next week. As always, take care, y'all. You've been listening to the Tizzy Wire podcast. New episodes out weekly. You can find out more about us or the artists that have been on the show at tizzywire.com or you can reach out via social media at Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at all of the tizzywire handles or you can reach out to us via email at tizzywire at gmail.com if you want to be on the show or have any questions about the show. Anyway, thank you so much and I hope you tune in next week.